0: Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia, and we're going to be talking about another Spurs loss. Yes, you heard that right. The Spurs have dropped their eighth game in a row. They are now 5-11 on the season as they lose to the Philadelphia 76ers by a final score of 115-104. to 104. And joining us today to talk about yet another loss is going to be Ty Yeager from At The Line Podcast. Ty Let's just dive in here and and let us have it man. What's your take on tonight's loss against the 76ers? <sighs> That's that kind of sums it
1: up essentially.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> just just
1: a sigh is just going to sum up my mood and I think every single Spurs fan's mood besides the ones that are really angry right now. But it there I think there were more positives out of this game than we've seen in the previous 7 which that is Horrifying to saying that there's a good game in eight games but this i think this was a better game compared to many of the other games that were going on in this now a game losing streak but there are still some negatives and there's still things that need to be fixed on this team that if they want to be anywhere they need to compete they need to change stuff and i think tonight was kind of a good reason show what worked and what didn't work
0: defensively to start the game tie We had talked about this before we started uh, recording this podcast. The Spurs actually look pretty decent to start the game defensively, you know, and when you look at the breakdown quarter by quarter, it was almost pretty even. I mean, for the first quarter, you know, the Spurs kind of fell behind really quickly. You know, it was the Philadelphia 76ers having the edge on us in the first by 29 to 22. Second quarter, dead even at 30 apiece. Spurs come in the third quarter. Dead even again, 28 to 28 with the Sixers. That fourth and final quarter, we're separated by four points. The Sixers get the edge on us twenty-eight to twenty-four. I mean, when you're looking at the game from that standpoint, the Spurs were in it all the way up until that, you know, beginning of the fourth quarter, and then midway through the fourth, things just kind of fell apart. It's it all has to stem from defense, Ty. I mean, how do you fix this what can you do to magically make the spurs play defense again the, i think the quick
1: fix that everyone likes to go to is trade the team trade everyone <laughs> i as much and I, I think that could work if you trade a certain a few players i think it's a, a few a few select players i think if you trade them that it could possibly fix the team overall but i think the, the easiest fix though is changing some of these rotations some of these rotations are horrid they do not work and they've clearly not worked. We just we've finally seen some change in the starting starting lineup, which I think the previous game that was horrible. That was a horrible starting lineup. You didn't Patty, like Patty and Brent? Mills and Brent? <laughs> I, that was a horrible starting lineup. But I think tonight tonight's starting lineup was slightly better in a kind of it was more of one that worked for them last season. Instead of having uh, Derek White, though, you sw- swapped out DeJounte in there, which was DeJounte Demar, Bren, LMA, and Pirtle. That was a good lineup that really worked in the in, down the stretch for the last season. I, I thought it was a decent starting lineup, and it had some really good de- defensive possessions against the 76ers tonight. There was one that I really liked that there was a pass across the court. Demar saw it, took a step back, and just intercepted it. Went down to the court. It get, did result in a block, but then the next one, DeJounte goes in for a steal. And no, not for still. He contests Ben Simmons with some help with Demar, and they get a good stop. I think that's going to be a better defensive lineup. It's not a great defensive lineup uh, compared. I think as some people want, but still, it helps that there's a good true big man and purdle on the court for the Spurs over there.
0: Yeah, you know the the only thing that I don't like about the starting lineup tonight is yet again we still have Bryn Forbes. Uh, I would rather see somebody else because Bryn, Bryn's a good shooter in his own right, don't get me wrong. He can shoot the ball well, but he's a liability on the defensive end. He's an undersized guard. I think we need to see what Lonnie has. I mean, Lonnie is this young player that everybody's dying to see out there on the court, but yet he doesn't get any minutes. Even tonight, we saw him come in and trash minutes, at, and even Shazemi Metu. He came in and trash minutes yet again. We need to see something out of him, and I think we're all waiting for that, but he doesn't get the the opportunity to shine because they're not giving him minutes. They'd rather give those minutes, and uh, and again, this is a touchy subject because a lot of fans feel a certain way about Marco Beninelli. I've even had some, some people that are guests here on the show say that the order should be Damari Carroll, then it should be Lonnie Walker, then at the very end, Marco Beninelli. So... How are you feeling about no, I would, that? I, would,
1: I would say I want I would say I want Luka Samanic coming before <laughs> Marco Bellinelli on. You know, I'm, I'm not going to trash him that hard, but going back to Lonnie, even Ryan Rucco, he even said that the he said during whenever Lonnie finally came in that that the fan base has really been clamoring for Lonnie to play and it's like I think everyone in the league has heard the Spurs Spurs Twitter specifically, but Popovich. Oh. And it's <laughs> it's it's crazy and it's and he showed his athleticism tonight. Even though he missed the layup, he still got... He, that man can run down the court in three seconds. I think he's the Who fastest else player can, on the team. I really do. He's he's the fastest player in the team. And possibly even the league, since John Wall is in there. I think if you give him some more run, he's going to show off. But going back to the starting lineup talk, though, I think the pr- my preferred starting lineup is DeJounte, DeMar putting him back to the two, putting Carroll in at the three, LMA at the four where he should be, and Pertle at the five. I think that sh- would be a prime starting lineup. It has the proper amount of size, the proper amount of shooting, because you got Carroll that can stretch the floor. You got LMA who can still stretch the floor, even though he takes m- most mid ranges, he can still make threes. Then you have got Demar who can shoot, and you got defense between Carroll, Pirtle, and De- and Dejounte. I think that'll be a prime starting lineup, and I don't know why it hasn't been impl- implemented. Maybe because Carroll needs still earns minutes. He did get 17 minutes tonight, and I think he showed that he is a defensive presence. But I really hope that starting lineup comes in, because I think that's going to be the starting lineup that would, cut, that would win them games this season.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I think it gives them a better defensive presence, and that's what they're missing. I mean, aside from them being able to put up points, which we can see that the Spurs can put up points, the only problem is they just can't stop the opposing team from scoring. They can't get the stops when they need them the most. And that's what's plagued this team during this eight-game losing streak. And if something doesn't occur soon, I dare say, Ty, what if we only win five games on the season? or, or That's not happening. Or it's, ten games on the happen. season. You know, that's that's my fear. I, that's how how I feel right now. Because it's a new feeling and it's a new sensation. I'm being silly, but it's a new sensation for most of this, you know, young Spurs fan base right now because they haven't gone through this adversity. This is a new feeling for them. I've been through it before, Ty, I'm gonna tell you, but for a lot of this younger fan base, this is the first time they're going through this and they're they're feeling really low right now about this. That
1: that includes me being probably the youngest guy within Spurs podcast community where I'm only twenty one. I've never experienced this at all. <laughs> yeah. And but it, but it's kind of it's weird to see the team like this, and especially knowing Popovich, it just seems out of character. This team has good potential, but it has good potential with the appropriate li- rotations and lineups. And I think that we were so high on this team because we had we had the idea for a perfect rotation that this team could be implementing. That's been doing none of that. This team should be a good team. This team has the pieces to be good, but. The rotations are what's holding it back, and it sucks. Yep. There's so many horrible rotations that cost defenses. I should never see Patty and Bryn in the same start in the same lineup when it comes to if the Spurs are down by like ten. That should never happen because yeah. they are not going to get offensive stops. Yeah, they're good for offense, but they are not going to be stopping that deep, stopping that opposing offense in any sort of way. The premier, the premier rotation includes Lonnie Walker includes Carol with heavy minutes it sh- but it should should not have Marco Bellinelli at 18 minutes
0: yeah i think our friend was it tom petrini had said something about that as well he he could not stand to see both Bryn and patty mills on the floor at the same stand time it. <laughs> ever it's
1: it's like i at first i didn't mind it and then suddenly spurs twitter has kind of gone latched on to me i'm like yeah i don't really like this lineup and it doesn't help now, like going all the way back to starting, starting lives again. Yeah. I don't like Bren out there And especially when he's cold. You don't put, keep him out there. Don't give him 26 minutes when he's going one for eight from three. That doesn't help. Yeah. We all know that Bryn is a volume shooter, but when he's cold, he's cold and it's yeah. not good. He gets and
0: streaky. He's a streaky shooter. And when he, he's like a streaky he said, shooter,
1: like he's been pretty damn consistent throughout, throughout the, this first part of the season, this is kind of one of the first nights as he's been really bad. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you can't keep him out there. You got to put someone else out there. If he's cold, he's probably not going to come out of that cold streak.
0: Yeah, I think it had more to do with the mismatches and especially him being an undersized guard. He's trying to break free. They're trying to set a screen for him. But, you know, it's hard for him to shoot over people who are coming at him and they're longer than him. That length, I think, bothered him somewhat tonight. And that's why he was one for eight. It's hard for him to get his shot off, you know, when he, he doesn't have a lot of space. I think the Spurs need to do a little bit better in that regards as far as setting screens. You know, we don't really see a lot of that. We see it, you know, sparingly. But if we saw it more consistently, you know, I'd like to see the screen set a little bit earlier. uh, And also, I'd like to see a little bit more of that pick and pop action. I like that pick and pop action between Dejounte and LaMarcus. Dejounte kind of sucks that opposing team's defense in. And then he just quickly just dumps the ball out to LMA and perfect position on top of the key. And LMA's comfortable with sh- with shooting that shot because it's well within his range. And they've done that a couple of times and it's, you know, proven effective. I, I just don't know why they don't do that more. I, I believe I you've probably seen the same thing.
1: Yeah, and I, I saw a really good play tonight where it was Purdle in the middle in the free throw circle. He got a rebound and he was being patient. And Patty, I think, called something. He came out, gave it to Patty. Set a screen for Patty and Patty had a good three and drained it. I think that's in our great, great pick and, pick and roll duo of Patty and Patty and Pirtle, where Patty is so small, Pertle is so big, you're not going to get around that and you are going to have a hard time stopping Patty. Now, I, again, they should pick and roll. is should be the bed, bread and butter of this offense, especially when they really need scoring click in really big and big droves. Yeah, and we're this not is seeing not, that though. We're not seeing that <laughs> though, but we're also it also doesn't really show in the show in the ratings where this offense is the top five in the league. This is one of the top best offenses in the league, yet the defense is holding them back even further. Yeah. It's like there's no there's really no issues, like major issues with this offense. If we're going to talk about the big issues of the offense, it's just some guys just get get cold and you get kind of are limited to limited to the mid-range. But besides that it's not showing that it's not been bad. Yeah. It's just the defense in this league. You need to have a good defense, no matter what, even, even the Mavs, they don't have a great defense. They can have a middle of the road defense and a great offense and they're doing just fine. That's what the Spurs, the Spurs just need to get into like the teens with defense. And they'd be. I think they'd be fine. I think they'd be winning games, but being in the bottom, bottom pits of the league, third worst in the league for defense you're not going to do that offense can only do so much
0: yeah I think their defensive rating was 27th out of 30 teams in the NBA and it's probably going to get worse when the when they reallocate the stats tomorrow if I look at the basketball reference dot uh, com I, I wonder if they're still going to hold at 27 <laughs> I I think I think it may
1: be better just because this was kind of a better defensive game overall if there might have been some clicks where it didn't did show that this defense was great but They honestly held the Sixers to 30 points or less per quarter. And you kind of don't see that in this league anymore, where this league is kind of really high scoring. You're seeing 30, 40 point quarters. Hell, I think the Mavs had a 41 point quarter tonight too, looking at their box score. It's, I think that's kind of a good, that's kind of a good highlight to look at where they're at least holding teams under 30, especially a 76ers team, which they were kind of mismatched in the first place with. And that doesn't really help them. But I think holding on 30, 30, think that's a good sign overall. Yeah, did he, did he result in a win? No. But I think there's some positives to take out of this. And to note, the Mavs had a 37-point quarter and a 45-point quarter tonight against the Cavs.
0: Yeah, you know, I was going to circle back to defense. And I saw some plays in particular, and it all has to do with LaMarcus. LaMarcus is playing lazy defense out there. Uh <sighs> And, and Hughie Brown even pointed it out. Yeah, why can't he pick up his arms? You know, I mean, he's playing defense and he has his arms on his side. And he's just, you know, sometimes he'll hold them up a little bit around his waist. And he just kind of stretches them outward, you know, to his sides. He doesn't go above, you know, like when you play, when you're playing basketball, one of the first things your coach will always tell you, pick up your arms, pick up your arms, try to, you know, get in front of your defender and and obscure their view you know if they can't see the basket they're gonna have harder time shooting Lamarcus plays defense with his arms horizontal or at you know flat on his side and i'm like what are you doing that that's horrible and then the opposing uh defender that he's guarding will just go around him or shoot right over him and by the time he wants to react since you have your hands so far down it's a lazy reaction it's a slow reaction the uh, the opposing uh team member you know the the person he's guarding has already went into their jump shot has already shot the ball and then you have LMA coming over here late reaction with his hands up finally trying to go at the ball and it just looks it looks awful it looks lazy and I saw that a lot yeah the two things that you usually
1: see from LMA it's either one of the it's either he's closing out and not putting his hands up or he's putting his hands up and not closing out. It's either one of the two. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And it's in the Mavs game, it was horrible. Whenever, because I would just see him put his hands up, but he didn't really close out, and yeah. KP would just take him any day. And tonight where it's saying that, yeah, it looks like it closed out, but he's not putting his hands up. And I I'm always yelling, especially when I play pickups, say, put your hand in his face. That's all you need yeah, to do. Pick that, up will, your that will disrupt <laughs> that will disrupt anyone. I, if I know that I'm not gonna play I'm not gonna be able to keep up with some of the guys and and pick up, I know if I just put a hand up, that's gonna mess them up in some sort of fashion. It they, messes can't me up the mess up they can't, can't see the basket. They can't see
0: the basket.
1: Exactly. And it, it just it mess it will mess up someone's rhythm. And I don't know just overall LMA's effort, especially on defense, has been horrid. And there was a in this wasn't even a defensive play that I'm gonna talk about. If you I have a video on my Twitter feed where during the Orlando game De- DeJounte got a defensive rebound went down the court LMA tonight just walked down the court and it wasn't even in frame until they got back to back on defense because Bryn missed a play. three and it's it's like what the <laughs> hell are you
0: doing he's just you, like nonchalantly walking up the court <laughs> He he's just walking up the court
1: and honestly if he went, went down the court he and Bren missed that missed that three-point shot and he was by the basket he could have got the rebound and also, he can't. He hasn't been rebounding.
0: Yeah,
1: I have so many complaints about about Aldridge tonight. Only six rebounds. What the hell are you doing? And it's, and I talk about this in my latest article where it's everyone seems like they're so upset with DeRozan that his defense defense is str is hurting the team. It's not. He had a good decent defensive game tonight. It's Aldridge overall that is hurting the team defensively. Especially when you go against Embiid, that's not going to work. And this league is kind of leading to bigger big men having a bigger role in these leagues. And you having Aldridge having that piss poor defensive effort,
0: you can't have that. You're going to be losing the games like you have for the eight past games. Well, how do you feel about Aldridge when he's in the paint and he's backing down his defender, and all he needs to do is just turn around and go into his little fadeaway jumper? And instead of doing that, he'll just go ahead and give up on the play, and pass it to DeRozan in heavy traffic, which usually turns into a, a turnover with the other team going the other way and for an easy layup. You know, it's an easy two. I, I don't understand that. Why? Why does he do that? Why doesn't he finish the play? He has the the mismatch, but he always seems just to look for the pass first. I, I don't. I don't understand the logic. <laughs> And that, that, I guess, that's the thing that's so asinine to me about Lamarcus Aldridge. It's, it's the thought process when he's out there on the court. I, I don't understand why he doesn't follow through. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I get, I get it too. And it's like work, and him passing off to, to Demar that doesn't help. I think there's been so many opportunities. I know that Dejounte really hasn't been shooting the three point ball. DeRozan hasn't really been shooting the three point ball. But they both took an attempt tonight, which I'll take in my book. But still, still, if you, I feel like there's so many open chances where Murray's kind of open on the wing at the three point line that, and LaMarcus has the ball and he's, he's bouncing, he's backing up. And it looks like that he could easily dish it out to DeJounte for an open three, but he's going to either take a poor shot or pass it to all to DeMar, who's not really in a prime position to have that pass. (laughs) It's, it's, and you could, there's so many chances. I wish he would, Aldridge would take a, a page out of DeRozan's book last season where DeRozan kind of l- had looked for those open three guys, and it really worked last season. You're not seeing that this season. And yeah. I think DeRozan is kind of, and no one's really being reliable because no one's getting into the rhythm. There's no ball movement. DeRozan, and DeRozan was a negative 21 tonight. And that's because I felt like he had to, he felt, he feels like he has to carry the game when he really shouldn't have to. Last season, we looked at this team and the scoring was kind of evenly distributed. This season, it's kind of been DeMar heavy and it's because I don't think anyone feels like they're reliable. No one's getting on a rhythm. There's just a lack of ball movement overall.
0: Well, let me go ahead and point this out to you. The reason that it's been DeMar heavy is maybe DeMar DeRozan doesn't have faith in his teammates to get the job done, you know, because he's already seen what they're doing during this eight game losing streak. So he's frustrated. And he's just going out there, and he's just trying to do anything he can to will this team to victory, but he can't do it on his own. He's been one of the most consistent players for the Spurs this season. He's been one of the bright spots for the team. Uh, But everybody else is just lacking in the department. There's there's really no consistency, and that's the thing that's been lacking on the defensive end. It's the consistency, because the Spurs will play defense in spurts, for a couple of minutes every quarter, but they don't do it consistently. Especially in that fourth quarter, they have yet to close out a team in that fourth quarter, and that's the reason that they're not able to win. And it hasn't just been at home; it's been on the road. I I, I dare say they have the Knicks coming up next, and the Knicks have had the Spurs number in the past. And this one isn't an easy one that you can say, "Oh, they're going to easily," you know, go ahead and get out of this this funk they're in. And they're going to be able to lay waste to the Knicks. No, that that's not going to be a gimme win either. I mean, the Knicks are bad. So if the Spurs lose to the Knicks, are the Spurs worse than the Knicks now, Ty?
1: Oh no, I, I don't want to think about it. But it, looking at how this game, how this game went, where the offensive boards for the Spurs were essentially non-existent, boards in general were non-existent. Because, and I think taking Trey Lyles out of the rotation does not help that at all. The Sixers out rebounded the Spurs 51 to 32 and then out rebounded them on the offensive boards 13 to 3. What the hell? And yeah, I know this, I know this 76ers team is bigger, but what the hell? What are you doing? And now you're going up against a Knicks team that's just, con- that just consists of power forwards. You, you need to be able to rebound that ball because that's, and that's what's going to allow the Knicks to win if you don't have a, you don't have a board wrapper because the Knicks are full of them.
0: Yeah, I was going to point out some of the stats for the night too. Uh the Spurs shot 43 out of 85 of their attempts. They connected on 43 out of 85 of their attempts and they shot 50.6% on the night for, you know, from the field. Uh the Sixers, they connected on 46 out of 89 of their attempts and they shot 51.7%. Now from beyond the arc, the Sixers were four better than the Spurs, but the Sixers had 26 more attempts from beyond the arc they connected on 10 out of their 26 three-point attempts and shot 38.5 percent versus the spurs they shot six out of 18 from beyond the arc and they were shooting only 33.3 percent you know for the night i mean when you look at the three the the free throw shooting it was kind of close i mean you can't say that it was a lopsided game from the from the stripe 76ers they connected on 13 out of 19 of their free throw attempts and shot 68.4% from the stripe. The Spurs they had they connected on 12 out of 16 of their free throw attempts. They shot 75% on the night. The rebounding edge was surprising. Rebounding edge as you stated, you know, was in favor of the Sixers 51 to 32, which was like you said usually the Spurs have been a better rebounding team this season. So that was a an alarming stat you know it's like who wasn't boxing out you know (laughs) and i want i don't
1: want to say that because this is the one game that we didn't see trey lyles in for until until trash minutes yeah but this is the first game that we haven't seen trey Lyles, and i think that's a big indicator i don't know why pop isn't playing against his foes and again it just feels out of character for pop and i don't know why because if you're going up against a bigger team aka the sixers who are just a mismatch nightmare for teams You put your big guys in because you need to grab boards against these big teams. And Trey Lyons was a big rebounder. He had double-digit rebounds for multiple games. And then the game that you really need him in, it shows that he was missed on the boards tonight. And it it also doesn't help that LaMarcus does not have any defensive effort or to grab those rebounds because it hurts. The Sixers got 13 offensive boards. That's because LMA is not fighting for boards. Whenever he's 6'11", he's taller than the majority of the league and he's only grabbing six rebounds a game? What the hell?
0: Yeah, it's not, not good. Not good. And I'm looking to see, okay, what did the bench do tonight? We had 22 points for Rudy Gay. You know, Rudy Gay came to play tonight. Uh, we also had, what, seven points for Marco Beninelli, everybody's favorite. <laughs> we had five from hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I,
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I will say, I know that we've been trashing on Bellinelli for the for a lot of games, but the past two games, he has been taking efficient shots, not taking dumb shots in volume, and he's been scoring at least like 50% shooting. I'll, I'll take that. I will take that. Even though he has 18 minutes and he's a very big def- defensive liability, at least he's not taking as many dumb shots.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, at least you had a plus while he was out there on the court. You know, he's, he's, he's always... Of-
1: he's al- he's al- he's al- the plus minus for Bellinelli is always a deceptive. He's always a pl- he's always a plus somehow on whenever he's on the court. I don't know why.
0: That's odd. <laughs> That's a str- very That's really odd. <laughs> the Spurs they had 38 bench points tonight, and I'm going to go ahead and calculate here what we had for the 76ers as I'm looking at the stats for the night. Let's go ahead and see what the Sixers did. Um, uh, I see
1: eight. It looks San... like they had
0: 23 points uh, from their bench. So, the Spurs outscored the 76ers bench 38-23 to 23 on the night. Yeah. So, the Spurs bench was productive, but it was because mostly of, of Rudy Gay and his uh, his 22 points that he had uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, this was Rudy's, I believe, highest scoring game of the season,
1: you know? Yeah. And he shot really efficiently, 8-for-11, 3-for-3 for 11 3 from 3 for 3 point range. And I want to see him take... I kind of want to see him take, become more a volume shooter from three because I, I think he can hit them really, really efficiently. I want to see Mills hit them. I The big thing that I really want to see this offense cl- do, and I think it would make them even better, is that they start kind of doing more volume in three-point three point shots. Again, I'm going to go to the Mavs because they are kind of a good representation of what this first team could be where they are shooting like 40, 30, 35 to 40 three-pointers a game he, they shot 41 attempts against the Spurs and they were making the majority of them. I think you, I know you want to be all efficient, but I think if you start putting some shooters and you put them start having them score in volume, they that will get them into streaks. They will get them into rhythm and that three-point shot can be deadly. We've seen it with Golden State the, the past 5 years. We're now seeing it with the, with the Mavs where they they're kind of learning how to use it. But we, the Spurs only shot 18 three pointer attempts and they made six. You could easily make more if you just kept, if you kept allowing guys to start shooting more. I want to see DeJounte, and I think this may be due to coaching, the coaching staff scaring them or something, but I want to see DeJounte take more attempts. I don't want to see him get into a rhythm. I want to see DeMar take some attempts at least because I think DeMar can, I didn't think DeMar could drain them if he really tried. And then also add on Carol Gay, just keep, keep feeding them and keep allowing them to take those three-point opportunities because I see so many times that they are at the three-point line with some space and they just don't take it. And I, it aggravates me they every hesitate. single they become time. Complacent.
0: They become complacent. And it's like by the time they decide to shoot it, it it's already too late, you know? Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I, I will say I'm going to go to a positive uh, regarding defense. And we've seen, I think DeJounte has kind of been, kind of been missing in action the past few games where he has, has no scoring. Can't, just kind of doesn't show up, especially on the stats. But tonight he got four steals. And I think that's kind of our, that's our defensive Murray that we know. And I hope, and he got nine points tonight. I But I really hope that he starts scoring more. I think he, I think he will definitely benefit from having more volume, for more volume shooting, having some more touches out there. Only, he went for three for eight tonight. But I think he can do more if he just gets more touches and, allows himself to get into a rhythm and get confident with the shot. And more minutes.
0: They need to lift the minutes restriction already.
1: How do you how do you play We're sixteen games in into the season and DeJounte is still on a twenty three minute restriction. What what how has this not been lifted? He looks fine. He's sixteen games into the regular season. He should be off he should be playing thirty minutes a night at this point.
0: Yeah, I think he's uh, ready to start being unleashed. But I think that's part of the issue. It's it's hard for him to get in any type of rhythm, when you're playing limited minutes for the whole game, you're only going to play 23, which means that you're playing what little, little over five minutes for each quarter. And either Pop is going to put you in in the beginning of quarters or he's going to start somebody else over you and then bring you in the middle of the quarter. I mean, it, it's just all over the place. He needs to give him time to build some type of rhythm. And yeah, I'm, I'm in a total agreement. I think the minutes restriction needs to be left, be lifted because I think it's, uh, hampering him from from meeting his full potential i think he could probably have 18 points on the night or maybe more than that if the minutes restriction was lifted i
1: honestly thought that he could be one of the top three scorers for this team going yeah, into the season definitely. thinking thinking again it goes back to the expectations i had for this team where i thought things were going to be so much different where that the rotations were going to be much different that certain ways certain actions and certain things were going to be different and I thought Jante was going to get more minutes. I thought he was just going to be able to get more touches and be able to be a top scorer on this team. But he just doesn't really get any touches. And I do like that he is facilitating the ball as much as he is because I think that's a really that's always a good good indication of kind of a floor general. But he needs more touches and just score and lot of be given the chance to score because I think this dude he can be the next two way best two way player in the league if he gets the opportunity, the minutes, and the touches.
0: I agree. You know, we'll just have to see what happens in this next game. And if the Spurs continue to lose, something's going to have to change. They're going to be forced to do something, you know, and that's either going to be a lineup change, maybe starting somebody else out there, you know, maybe having some other people come off the bench. I mean, something's going to start Carol. Yeah. Something's going to have to change because right now the Spurs really don't have assets to make a really good trade. If you trade DeMar DeRozan, you're getting rid of one of your most consistent players. That would already tell you right there, if the Spurs wind up do trading DeMar DeRozan, they just gave up on the season, you know? So Yeah, and
1: in in my article, I I got a lot of flack for it, was because I said, trade LaMarcus, don't trade DeRozan. And this team, like I said, this team is a top five offensive team in the league and I think that would not that would not be the case if DeRozan wasn't on this team. He is consistently scoring, and he is the he is a major reason that this team was actually in this game tonight. And then mo- most of those are games, yeah, they didn't f- finish it off because of rotations. But DeMar is the most consistent player on this team, and if you take him away, I don't know who's who's going to be the next leading next go to score because it certainly does not LMA. He's too timid to take some certain shots and that low that post-up game is not going to work all the time. Murray isn't ready just because from the lack of effort, lack of touches we've seen from him. Not the effort. He's has great effort. Probably the next guy I can think is Rudy, but he's coming off the bench and I just I don't know who the go-to score would be for this team if they didn't have DeMar DeRozan.
0: Yeah if they didn't have DeMar DeRozan they would have to rely heavily on somebody else, and LMA's proven that he can't be that guy because when it comes to big game uh, matchups, you know, where where you have the upper echelon teams that the Spurs are going to go up against, he all but dis- disappears. He does a dis- he does a disappearing act, which really upsets a lot of Spurs fans. But I think it's that athleticism and the length of some of these other uh, top tier talent, you know, that he's going up against, that he just isn't capable of competing on that level. He's not that guy, you know. So I feel,
1: I feel like Aldridge is the most expendable of this team. But the contract that he has, that you can trade that away, I think you can get multiple pieces and get get guys in that in that four position that can actually defend, that can have put on a really good defensive effort that are just more defensive minded than Aldridge is. Because I think this team is perfectly fine in scoring without LMA. This team is still a really good offensive team. I don't think you need LMA on this team if he's the most expendable. And I think that the Spurs should really start targeting a trade with involving him. I say keep DeRozan because I think he's just one of the better. I think he's the best player on this team currently. Yeah, again, people are going to bash me for saying this. (laughs) He's a, he, and they already have on Twitter. I can verify that. He's a, I think DeRozan's kind of a top 10 offensive player in this league. He's not a top 10 overall player in this league, but on offense, he's a, He's a monster, and players have said before that he is a nightmare to guard on the there on the opposing team. DeRozan is very underrated for this team. I think he gets too much flack, and he puts up good, de- decent defensive numbers for what he can do. I don't expect a lot of defense from him, and that's where that's where Murray and Derek White come in. That's where Carroll comes in. You kind of balance out the teams with. Yeah, not such a good defender with some really good defenders, but we're not seeing that in the rotations.
0: Yep, the rotations are are really bad right now, and they need to find out what works. That's my
1: that's my trigger word at this point, and that's the one. This is the biggest issue, and I think no one's really realizing it. The rotations are the big problem of this team. The rotations, rotations, rotations. I'm not going to say it anymore, rotations, because I have to.
0: Yeah. Well, check this out. This is the Spurs schedule for the upcoming week. Tomorrow, they're going to face oh, the Knicks that's... at 6.30. Then after that, on Monday, they have the Lakers. On Wednesday, they play the Timberwolves. On Friday, they play the Clippers. And then they play the Pistons. And after that, they're going to play the, the Rockets on, on Tuesday, which is when they're going to be you know back in action again. Realistically, pop- they could lose all these games, but they could possibly win... One, maybe two out of the whole bunch. What, Which which games do you think they have a good chance of winning? I think they could
1: easily go. I think they, if they get to the rhythm, they do the right things. Well, and I know that they're not going to be perfect. I think this team can at least go three and three in this next six. Get a win over the Knicks, lose to the Lakers, get a win over the Timberwolves, lose to the Clippers, win over the Pistons because I think Pistons are kind of down the hole too, and then lose to the Rockets. I think that's kind of the realistic three and three. If this team somehow turns it around, they get one, they get a win over the Knicks, and become a really good blowout of win against the Knicks, and come, get some confidence in them. Then, I think this t- team can really turn it around. But as much confidence as I, as I want to have, it's not there. It's honestly not there, and it's not going to be there until I see some changes to the rotations, to how some of the some of these lineups are, and just overall effort from some of these guys
0: the consistency is what we're not seeing and we need to see some consistency out of some of our better players and not only that but more consistency on the defensive front which is really hurting this team right now but before we go ahead and end this podcast let's just go ahead and go down the line here and throw out some stats for the starters Lamarcus Aldridge had 17 points on the night Yaka Portal, I I love me some Yaka Portal, man. You, when Yaka Portal is aggressive, the guy can be something great out there. As far as it's just a solid player, you know,
1: he had 20- yeah, and it, and in, it not really. I was going to say because this stat line is not that really impressive from a glance, yeah. But you you have to see you have to get Pearl to the eye test to really understand what big difference that he brings whenever he's on the court
0: from the defensive p- standpoint. You know, he's really good when he's engaged and he's aggressive and he's you know, blocking shots, and he's going after those rebounds, that's when he's most effective. If you're getting any points out of Yaka Portal, it's a plus, but he, in his 24 minutes, he scored four points on the night, you know, and again, the stats just aren't going to tell you everything you need to know. He's a good defender, good, solid defender. I, I like him out there. Uh, you know, you had DeJounte Murray. He played again, 23 minutes. He only had nine points. DeMar DeRozan had 33 minutes. He, he scored 29 points. Bryn Forbes, 26 minutes. He scored seven points on the night. So once again, we need to see a little bit more consistency from our starters. Uh, The ones that have been more more consistent has always been uh, DeMar DeRozan uh, to start the season. You know, So I just want to see a little bit more out of Jakob, man. I want to see him out there more. (laughs) I want to see him play a little bit more minutes. He's young. I I don't know why. It's like they have him on a minutes restriction too, only 24 minutes. He's a young guy. I think he needs to be out there longer.
1: Yeah, I think he would have been out there longer, but he got in foul trouble pretty early on. Yeah, because he had he had four he had four fouls on the night, and I know he he got in some trouble into the fourth, so he had got he had to get pulled. But there are there are three guys that I need to see more from. One, I need to see Lamarcus. I need Lamarcus to do more for this team. He needs to have a better defensive effort. He can't be walking down the damn court. He needs to fight for them rebounds. And this team does well, I think, when Lamarcus is really working for those boards. And he uses he takes advantage of his height. Number two, I need to see more from Dejounte. I need, while this is also an our attribute to the next person I'll talk about. I need, I need to see more Murray. I need Murdys start taking over. Go against Pop's award and start <laughs> taking over himself. Take yeah, some, tu- gets, get some, get some touches. Get yourself some touches. Work some shots. Takes, take some three point shots because I think he can make them. And the last one, Pop, I, buddy, let's uh, uh, sit down. Oh. Let's sit down. Oh, I, oh, I, I know, I gotta, man. I, don't be bad-mouthing
0: Pop on my show. That's blasphemy. Don't,
1: don't worry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be, be bad-mouthing him. Pop, let's sit down. I got a bottle of wine. All right.
0: Maybe you're going to give him a nice please. Merlot. A nice Merlot.
1: Yes. I, 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 need, I need him very comfortable for this stern talking. Pop, change your rotations. Please, please, please change your damn rotations. There are so many possible rotations that can make this team really good. Just change your rotations and let your guys start shooting threes. But I don't mind they don't start shooting threes as long as you change the rotations. I need to see more from Carroll. I need to see less from Bellinelli. I need to see Mills to kind of take over because he does really well when he does. Give me Lonnie damn Walker. Damn it. Please do that and we will be fine and I will give you the rest of the bottle of wine.
0: I think we need to get a stat run on how many minutes has Lonnie Walker actually played uh, during these 16 games. I bet you well, it's add not on, very good. <laughs> Add on, add- on two minutes from tonight yeah but two minutes the, the real step that
1: I need though is how what is the team's record whenever pop is wearing a suit and tie because he's been he's been wearing that turtle those turtlenecks lately
0: yeah yeah I noticed that you know I like to see him more in the button up with the tie that's more pop style man I <laughs> I can't get used to the turtleneck dude it's not cold enough here in San Antonio for that but maybe over in Philly it's a different story but that that's a, well, he a suit. Fun. He, he, well, he had the suit and tie
1: tonight, so yeah. but I know, I know that he's at least 1-1 one, one when it comes to that, because like, he had the sweater vest on against the first Wizards game, because I remember that, but then he did I'm not sure what he had against the second Wizards game, but he, he's, he's 0-1-1 in that suit, I think.
0: You know what know. we need to do? We need to pay attention. When the Spurs were winning, what was Timmy wearing?
1: Ooh, good question. Yeah, we need to That's go. That's always a good question.
0: We need to go back and He,
1: <laughs> he, he, he kind of went more casual tonight from the looks of it.
0: Oh yeah, Timmy's always
1: casual. Yeah, he had a tan suit jacket, looks like some dark jeans. I think that's I think that's what I can see
0: from a distance. But
1: yeah. You know oh, well. the
0: the thing that's uh that I think surprises a, a lot of us when we see these videos that they put up on social media and you see Tim Duncan out there on the court and he's working with some of the younger players and Bryn Forbes and you know uh DeJounte or what you know, whoever's out there. It looks like Timmy can still suit up and play, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he can still be good uh, I, for a I, couple minutes. <laughs> I,
1: I think he would be getting more rebounds than lma at this at this point.
0: He would, man. It's like, you, Tim Duncan could probably put in at least 30 minutes a night, you know, maybe a little more, 33 or something. It's like, it looks like he can still ball, you know? He's like he's in better shape right now, you know, than he was when he retired. So, I don't know, man. It, it's just sad to me. I'm like, it looks like Timmy can still play. We need to suit him up. Put him out there. He can be a player and a coach.
1: <laughs> just just drop Bellinelli from the lineup and sign Tim Duncan. <laughs>
0: there you go, man. I would take that any day. But it's not going to happen, man. We're just being silly right now. It, Tim Duncan obviously isn't going to come out of retirement and play anytime soon. I'm just saying the guy looks like he's still in great shape, like he can still be productive. Uh, hey, there. when you get desperate, you're desperate. <laughs> right. Are we going to be like, uh, was it the water boy? And we're gonna get the, <laughs> the Gatorade guy on the sideline. Suit up, man! You're going in.
1: <laughs> the Spurs of the Spurs have signed a new player today. It's Timothy Duncan. <laughs> right. Tim Duncan with a mustache, <laughs> right? Wait, and and then on the then on the uh, injury reports,
0: uh, Tim Duncan is out for rest tonight <laughs> as oh a coach. My God, there you go. A new player. We just signed him. He's he comes from the Euro League.
1: <laughs> oh, Tim Duncan. Yeah, he's he's resting at home. He he got he got a little he had a little too much wine. He, he's totally not on our bench right now.
0: <laughs> with the with this with the fake stash, <laughs> I could see that. That would be funny. That would be a funny bit to do. They did that put, years put it, ago, I think, on a commercial. Put
1: it, put a mustache on him. Put a bald cap on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So, before we go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots Podcast, Ty, where can the people find you and all the great things that you all do out there for At The Line podcast and on social media? Well, we haven't done At The Line in multiple weeks
1: because I got sick with bronchitis and completely lost my voice, but we're trying to get back into it. We're going to get back into it eventually. I keep saying that, but we'll get back into it. But you can follow me on Twitter, though, and you can roast me for um, whatever my takes are at Ty Yeager Radio. That's Ty, J-A-G-E-R Radio. And then you can follow us. At the line at the lion pod on Twitter. I have a thing about, I think I'm going to start doing that's the post game car chat. Whenever I'm in a car and ah, it's post game okay. and I'm mad, I'm going to just going to live stream from now on.
0: <laughs> but you're, you're, you don't have autopilot though in your car. So, you know, you just can't kick back, man. You got to, you got to, you got to watch the road. <laughs> uh,
1: hey, I, I'm, hey, I can, I, I did it. I did it again after the Mavs game. I did pretty well. I, cause I just look, like, I just drive and not do anything else. I just drove around Arlington. For texas for like 30 minutes in a, in like three circles
0: yeah, there you go it'd be nice if you had a tesla then you could probably put it on autopilot
1: oh then i'd be then i'd be definitely using my hands expressing stuff looking at stats while i just drive and yelling at the camera what maybe it will happen if you want to fund me you can right. get, fund my new tesla no i'm just kidding. you want
0: the just, cyber hey, you want the you know cyber what? do you want that cyber truck <laughs> yeah i was gonna say I, I, you guys can help me fund for that new truck that Cybertruck kind of is reminiscent of a Warthog from, from the Halo series. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I t- someone, I saw that tweet out and I tweeted out, eh, it kind of looks more like a Puma.
0: It, it looks like something, It looks like a Pinewood Derby car. Oh, you don't get that back. reference. Damn it. Yeah.
1: If, if, if anyone watches Red vs. Blue, you got my reference.
0: <laughs> there you go. I watch Red vs. Blue. Love Red vs. Blue. Yeah. Good, I,
1: I don't good know. It was, it was, it's like one of the first jokes where Griff is calling it, it looks more like a puma. Uh, yeah. It's like one Sam Hell's a puma.
0: <laughs> I remember watching that. That was a, a show me and my son used to love to watch when it was uh, on YouTube. They would uh, have new episodes released and we thought it was quite funny. If you love Halo, you're going to love Red versus Blue. If you haven't seen it, What's the you that? got to. <laughs> I don't know how you haven't seen it. Hey, man, some of these younger oh, generation you how kids, about that? They haven't they haven't seen this stuff, man. They're all into TikTok now.
1: I can't even get into TikTok. I can't. I can't. I can't get into it. Like I'll laugh at some of the stuff that I see on Twitter, but I can't get into it.
0: Yeah, I can't get into TikTok I, either. I'm
1: man. like, cause I'm like on the technically I'm a Gen Z, but I'm like on the like I was born in '98 when the when the borderline was '97, so I have like a mix of Gen Z and millennial type things I do. But it's like I can't. I can't get into TikTok, and I can't. But I can't. I can't relate with some millennials either. So it's like I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of no man's land at this point.
0: You're an outcast.
1: I'm, I, I'm an outcast at this point. Oh, all right. God. But besides Spurs fans, Spurs fans, I know it's it's bad. I know we're only five and eleven. We're on an eight game losing streak. But it could be worse. We could be the Warriors and have nine guys out tonight on our roster. It could be worse.
0: It could be, so remember that. It can always get worse than it is already, so hopefully, you know, like I said, man, maybe we need to get out the prayer candles, need to go to the dollar <laughs> store and get that good luck spray, that that air freshener and just spray it all over your house, you know, for good luck. We gotta do something, need, need man.
1: Need to go in the go in the back alley and get those get those counterfeit like rabbit foots or the three leaf clovers. You, you need to you dude, need to negotiate for those. I'm
0: ready to start a GoFundMe account for a Curandera dude so we can get a Mexican <laughs> witch doctor and like I don't know if there's a curse on this team or something, man, but we need to All get right, that bad to, juju lifted, dude. <laughs> time
1: time time to head to New Orleans and go and get the and go to voodoo.
0: Yeah, something needs to happen, dude. It was desperate times time, I might have to start a GoFundMe so we can get a curandera to come out here and uh, lift the curse off the Spurs. <laughs>
1: so so if you want to fund the, get the curse off the Spurs and my new Tesla, you can go to this address.
0: Right? <laughs> we need to get the cyber the cyber truck. <laughs> the, the cyber truck will, will be the good luck charm. There you go. So you can also follow us at Two Shots Podcast and it's all spelled out. T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also on YouTube. Yes, we have a YouTube channel now. And you can no uh, go ahead and uh, check us out and subscribe to our, you know, post-game show that we have called The Spurs Takeover. That's We're doing this in partnership with Project Spurs. So make sure to go and subscribe and give us a like. And also make sure to go ahead and uh, give, you know, Ty a follow and make sure to give him a like as well. So... For Ty Yeager, I'm Joe Garcia, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like we always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind. We're out. Peace.